Welcome to today's Conduit Leadership Podcast. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner-operator of Learn Glass. I've got my buddy Rick Meyer on, owner-operator of Meyer Brothers and Sons. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jerry. So, and I know we've hit on this topic of confidence before, um, and I, I usually use people, you know, like Rufus as an example, who's 72, who I think, you know, like in his wheelhouse, he's very confident with things that he's been doing, you know, rinse, lather, repeat. Um, but so I'm interested in exploring, you know, somebody like Rufus when they're doing something new that they don't have confidence in. And obviously the other end of it is maybe somebody starting their career um, where they've just got, I've, I've hired two recent college grads and um, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to figure out like they, they lack confidence big time. Um, because they're, they've never been in a full-time job type thing. So covering that spectrum, what do you think, you know, if, if you were coaching um, Rufus or uh, Maddie, a, a new, a new teammate of mine, what are some things that you would suggest to them? Well, I think it's first and foremost important to understand that confidence is not cockiness. Because nobody wants someone that's arrogant and walking around like they know it all. So, but I do think there is a a helpful confidence, uh, an encouraging confidence, that a trustworthy confidence that's really important. You know, to where what whatever you're, I think about the the biggest thing would be in, in my world a sales call. So I have you know I go to a job they want to do you know this room addition they just don't know how it's working what it's going to look like how it's going to be held up and so i can start to talk about my experience other jobs that i've done structurally speaking how this happened those types of things where they can start to say okay well i don't know what this looks like or how it's done but this guy does and so yeah. this is something that, this is somebody i trust i can trust i think i can trust and that i'm gonna hire because i feel like they're going to do the job right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it. How much courage do you think it takes for Rufus or Maddie to say, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think that's one of the things you say to your coworker or friend after you leave a place where you hope to project confidence. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, I remember this story that's that's told around our office about the old days where uh, my dad and Uncle Joe were in over their heads on some just large projects they've never had, they've never done before. And, you know, my dad was good at projecting confidence and went in the meeting and, you know, sold themselves. And and, uh, and then they left and they're like, all right, how are we going <laughs> to, we don't know what the heck we're doing here. We got to figure this out. And, you yeah. know, sure enough, they did. So I think there's, a, and there's a difference also not only between cockiness and confidence, but also between ignorance and confidence. You don't want to be, you don't want to be so far over your skis that you just, you can't perform. Yeah. Um, but you want to be, you want to be enough that you, you can figure it out. And again, so I think you, that admission of, man, I really don't have all the answers. I think that's, that's surrounded by those you love and, and those that can help you figure out what the answers are. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 
Well, the, you know, we, we talk about got it guys, you know, that, you know, especially new guys, they're like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Until they don't got it. And then it blows up and you're cleaning up. And then the polar opposite of that is somebody who's paralyzed. Um, and so one of the things I've said to Maddie and Connor's a new guy on our staff too, is I said, you know, the Brian Tome thing, make aggressive mistakes. Well, they don't want to look foolish. And so giving them, giving them some, uh, oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, thinking of uh, when, you, when you're bowling and you've got those bumper things on the side, like make aggressive mistakes within, make aggressive decisions within these bumpers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is tough. I mean, that's really, it's really hard, especially to your point when you're meeting somebody and you want to project confidence. Um, one of the things that was taught to me uh, as a young person that I, I, I didn't, I didn't, it was, this was taught to me, but I didn't actually do it much. But, you know, when people ask you questions is to say, you know, that that's a really good question. Um, and you might, you might assume that I know the answer. Uh, I don't. However, um, I'm going to call the office, you know, Rick's been doing this for 30 years. I'd imagine he is very confident with that answer. Um, can I have a minute, five minutes, a day, two days, a week to reach out to Rick and get that answer for you? And I think when, when, a, when somebody young or old says something like that to me, my confidence in them rises because I feel like they're trying to get the right answer. Yeah, and to that point, I think the ability to project confidence comes with your ability to problem solve. So if yeah. you're able to solve problems, you know, kind of on a daily basis where you, you're presented with, with stuff that you may not know what the answer is to, but you're time and time again able to, you're able to figure it out. You know, and I, I've literally been driving or talking with somebody on the phone about some scheduling problems, and I'm just straight up like I don't know the answer I don't know the solution but yeah. I believe a solution exists and I believe that we're going to find it because we always do we all, and the solution might not be one that no that we like but it's a solution nonetheless so I think projecting confidence for myself and you know some self-talking for those around me it's like you know what we'll we'll get there from here we'll yeah. figure it out we just we just need to do some problem solving some some research some reaching out, phone a friend and, and, uh, and we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Phone a friend. I like that. I think that's good. And, and, you know, I, and I'm reflecting on that with Connor and Maddie who are, are getting their, you know, their sea legs, as we might say, is Connor will send me an email and say, Hey, um, you know, I was going to post, I was going to, I was going to post these things and say these things. Um, and he'll give me like three different posts with three different sentences and, you know, yesterday, one of them was perfect. And then the other two were good, but I just made some slight tweaking to that. And so I wonder, I guess I need to ask him uh, that, you know, is my response helping to build his confidence? I mean, one, of the, one, of the, one of the worst things in the world, Rick, is when I'm working with you and you just keep reminding me that I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I mean, it's just, yeah. You know, that's a terrible narrative to, to get into my head. And, um, and I, can, I can play that narrative out quickly. And 
I'd guess Rufus at 72, if you expose him to something that he wants to do, but doesn't know how to do, you know, he would feel the same way at 72. Yeah, I think that's really important to not make others feel stupid in your confidence. And so I think that's the distinction, you know, not, not arrogance, not a got it, not a know-it-all, but um, being able, you know, I, I, I feel like there's a thing as kind of humble confidence yeah. of um, where you know, you know who you are and you know um, the people around you and you don't need to be, you don't need to act like you know it all to, to feel good about yourself, but you, you have enough self-confidence where you can, you can figure it out and without putting other people down or making other people feel less than. Yeah. Yeah. I think the two pieces that just popped into my head, you know, the first piece is a leader, you know, so for the leaders listening to this, you know, it's like, what kind of environment, Jerry, are you establishing for these guys um, to make, um, you know, mistakes within those bumpers? If you, we stick with that bowling uh, example, you know, what kind of, an, you know, what kind of environment? Because one of the things I'm saying to them is, hey, Connor, you got to give yourself some grace. You got to you got to be patient. Uh, this is going to take some time. You're not going to know the answers. And then tomorrow, if I start freaking out, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Why'd you do it that way? You idiot. Are you stupid? You're a college grad. You know what I mean? If I start, if I create an environment where it's like, you know, as a leader, I'm telling him the right answer, but I'm not, I'm not actually modeling that, uh, which is tough because people like you and me, we're on fire a lot during the day. And when you're on fire to have capacity to say, Hey, it's okay. Give yourself some patience. It's going to take some time. That's hard to do, right? Yes, it is hard to do. And I, yes, I think it's a, for me, it's a mental, it's a mental hurdle yeah. where I need to slow down, identify the fire that is burning. Yeah. And, uh, and just be okay with it and try to sensitively and kindly encourage others. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, the second piece that popped into my head and I got with an older guy yesterday that, you know, actually I've been getting with a couple guys that are corporate guys that retired and now they're reinventing themselves. There's a book called uh, halftime um, that I read a lot of years ago. And it just talked about like for older guys, like, what are you going to do in the next phase? And, and one of the things I experienced with this like really successful corporate guy yesterday is as he's reinventing himself in the marketplace um, he lacks confidence. I mean, he clear, he, admitted, yeah. he admittedly, it's really interesting to see a really confident guy and hear him say like everything about him oozes confidence. And then to hear him say, Hey, Jerry, as I'm, you know, going into the entrepreneurial world, um, I don't know. And I'm not sure. And there's things that you as an entrepreneur or small business owner that you get that I just, I just don't get, you know, I don't understand because I, I lived in the corporate world for 30, 40 plus years. So that's fascinating as well. Yeah, I agree. That's, and I think that shows anytime you're in a, in a unfamiliar place, your confidence decreases. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's a good reminder for Maddie and Connor, the young leaders, is that, you know, the older guys and gals struggle with this, too. Like, you know, Rick yeah. is Rick is Rick Meyer is unconsciously competent in the architectural world because he's been doing it for so long. 
but you put Rick Meyer in positions where he doesn't have that same level of um, knowledge, uh, he's going to lack confidence. And so it doesn't, it doesn't change with age when you're exposed to new things. What does change, I guess, Rick, is that you as an older person learning to navigate new things, um, you've got a, you've got a history of navigating those things where younger people, you know, actually maybe that's, maybe that is true. Maybe that isn't true that younger people, they've navigated a lot of the new stuff with high school and college and sports and dating and relationships and part-time jobs. So it's good. Yeah. It's good, man. It's good stuff. All right. That's a good stopping point for us today. As always, thank you. Thank you, Rick, for your wisdom and insight, my friend. Thank you, Jerry.